We're not Romeo Santos. Oh, I forgot. Okay, if Amrit was a straight man, Amrit is the top of my list. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. yes. Ugh. Um. I... Vishal, honestly, I think Vishal is kind of hot. You do love a brown man. <laughs> oh, save that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Welcome to Boy Meets Bravo, your new favorite weekly Bravo TV recap podcast with a twist. We are two Bravo-holics just trying to make it nice and show a formerly unwilling participant why Bravo TV is gone with the wind fabulous. I'm Bree. And I'm LP. And this is Boy Meets Bravo. Well, episode 20. There you go. Yes. There it is. Maybe Desmond kicks us off this week with his episode 20. It's pod day, pod day. Gotta get down on pod day. Fun, 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 fun. Everybody, yeah. I don't know that that was necessary. (laughs) We were were like just too old for Friday, Friday. And so we don't know the words. We used to play that every week when I first started my like first job out of college. We would play that every week because it would just come out on Fridays because, you know, so you could not. Yeah. Classic. No, no. We're not too old for Katy Perry TGIF, though. That's true. That's a great song. That is true. Yes. There's a stranger in my bed. <laughs> something in my head. Glitter <laughs> all over the room. Is this a hickey or a bruise? Good job. Oh. Last night up online. I'm screwed. I'm screwed. Oh, oh well. yeah. It's a black down blur, but I'm pretty sure it rules. Damn. Last Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) Strong. If this doesn't work out, I guess you always have that pop career to like fall back on. Our dreams come true. Yeah. Well, welcome back to Boy Meets Bravo. This is indeed a Bravo podcast and not a sing along. Um, when they can coincide, though, magic happens. Yes, it does. We are back for episode 20, which is wild that we've been doing this 20 times. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's no different from normal life, to be honest. It is you and me doing exactly what we do and then talking about it. We've just got a new participant in the room. That's true. Who he Who is learning the lingo and the names and the drama and all of the Bravo things. Okay, sure. Okay. I'm getting that. So you try and play it cool every week. And then we were just talking about booking rooms for BravoCon. <laughs> the okay. off chance that we <laughs> get to go. So Now, if I get to go to the Bravo WrestleMania and potentially run into Coke Bottle Kenya, I'm all for it. That's when you get me excited. Okay. <laughs> So we have to bring television to life for him to be like fully invested. I need okay. live events. Okay, live events. Well, I've been trying to get you guys to head to the old lady gang restaurant with me. When are we going? We might well, we might get a chance to run into people. Who's to say? Yes. Whose place is that? That is Auntie Candy's restaurant. Oh, she might come through with her titties out. Wow. Oh. She has several restaurants now around town. She does. So if you're into pizza, if you're into, you know, fried chicken, if you're into what else has she got? 
I'm not sure. There's always the hot dog factory. And then there's also Lanethia's Lounge that we've got to go to. We got to. Just opened up. That's for sure. You're, no, you're, wa- you're waxed now. You're waxed now. <laughs> I am not. Will not ever again. That's a story for another private podcast. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I uh, we might get we might get a chance to meet some people at BravoCon. You know, I'd like to expand my. I I would die to meet Sonia. I would. We're gonna get into New York in a little bit, and so this is on on today's topic, on topic for today. But I would die to meet Sonia. I feel like she'd be just so much fun to meet. That, and I would love to put a face and hands and like just hug maybe Dolores. Oh my gosh. That would be a a full circle moment for me. That is number one for sure. Um, I I don't know if it's going to happen anymore, but I used to want to meet Erica Jane real bad. Still do though, for being honest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, BravoCon is a dream. And if it comes true, that would be just like chef's kiss. Okay, Desmond, outside of Kenya. And outside of the like superficialness of maybe who you would want to meet, who would you be most psyched to meet in person from what you who you I need to meet the bros. The bros from Jersey. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I have a flask on me. Probably take a shot. Or with our newfound friends of um Bravo uh, Boyfriends. Yes. Uh what's my guy's name? Josh and Terrence. Terrence, yes. Yes, Hell yeah. We got to go. That would be so much fun to connect with them while we're yes, there. Yes. Yes. Shout um, out to Bravo Boyfriends. We love hanging out with you. Yes. Um, yeah, that would be that would be fun. Um, so hopefully fingers all the way crossed that our dreams can come true. Anybody else? You got anybody else on your list? I mean, all Jen. We, if it, she can make Jen. it. Well, if she can make it. I'll love to meet Jen. <laughs> she can make it if she's she might be in New York just standing trial. So yikes. Oh, and fancy. Oh, Garcelle. Yes. I think that'll be dope. Just seeing her awesome. as a kid. And now she's on a show that y'all are forcing me to watch. It's like amazing that she's lasted all these decades. Okay. Okay. I would love to meet um Robin from Potomac because she's one okay. of the more and Juan Dixon. I'd love to meet Juan Dixon. We were talking about hall passes a minute ago. Who's Juan? So Real Housewives of Potomac premieres in a couple weeks, so you will watch it. But Juan is one of the housewives' ex-husband, now fiancé. They, like, were married, broke up, they're back together. Oh, we're about to have a hall pass talk? Because we can go down the list. I mean, first of all, I'd like to say that my Bravo edition. Bravo edition. (laughs) Hall pass, bravo edition. (laughs) Desmond adds to his hall pass list. Every week, I, which on. I don't think is how it works. I think it does. It just depends on which one we could actually bump into. And like for you, it's Big Ear Willie, Will Smith. Oh, yeah. So who's that? Will Smith. Oh, Will Smith. OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The actual person. I thought that he had named somebody. Got it. Will Smith. Well, duh. That's been least, it forever and for always. At least all mine have like the same criteria older yes. black lady yes we should do i'm curious give me well set kenya aside could you please well i guess <laughs> oh. but like I know what do you have a, if we were at BravoCon 
And maybe we'll do a special on this at one point. But like if we are at BravoCon, is there a point where you'd be like, for the pod, baby? And like, like, like send them forth. Is and all, who would it be? Who would it be? All jokes aside, I couldn't do it. But if I was that type of dirtbag, <laughs> I, I, I could make a list. Y'all know I'm shallow. <laughs> I, I have I have a five, probably five to six lists on Bravo. Oh, really? Bravo? Yeah. Hey. And one of them I just met on um what's our show that we like? Family Karma. Bali Lovato. <laughs> I started following her on Instagram. <laughs> he is all right. Oh my God. You know how on Instagram when you're just scrolling and you see who has liked a picture and it's the people you follow first that show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna start seeing like Desmond X Curry, Desmond X Curry, oh. Desmond X Curry. <laughs> Don't hop on. I've been hearting all her shit. <laughs> oh my god. That's Can fantastic. I guess who else is on your Bravo Hall Pass list? Yeah. All right. So Bali Lovato, as mm-hmm. you say. Kenya, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Um, is Dolores on it? No. Really? Okay. No, that's like Auntie Bob's. She's too cool. Okay, she is. She's like family. I can't smut her out like that. Okay, fair enough. Um, let me see. Is Leah on it? Like <laughs> Sweeney? Yo, I'm starting to get Leah vibes. So okay, yo. do it. Okay. Okay. Um, gosh, let me see. I don't, who, You're missing two. Um, is can you tell me what cities they're from? Mm-hmm. If you know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, oh, it's Jersey. Jersey. There's one from Jersey. Oh, Madison. duh. Can I guess? Yeah. Melissa Gorga. 4LW. Okay. And then there's one that's not on Real Housewives on another show that I like. Summer House. Oh, Sierra. Yes, Sierra. Oh, Sierra. Okay. Yeah, from Summer House. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm down for, I mean, I'm I'm down for you to imagine (laughs) yourself, (laughs) you know, fulfilling these fantasies, but not a real life situation. Okay. Let me get your top five. Please. So much fun. Uh, Maurizio Umansky is just so handsome. Juan Dixon. I do wish Juan Juan Dixon was here. Excuse Um, me? So something that Robin said that became a little like jiffy in the online world was at one of the reunions, they were talking about her and Juan and she was saying, I I am so glad Juan Dixon is not here. And she just kept saying it. So I'm saying that I do hope he was okay um who does say Maurizio Juan Dixon Big Frank only because he's like okay. very large okay <laughs> interesting yeah. yeah he's like a big guy um she does not mind the Botox I guess <laughs> his admitted Botox yeah okay who else David no no <laughs> no, absolutely. He like, I'm sorry, Dolores. But he just like reminds me of like one of my friend's dads. I'm sorry, Dolores. Bruno Romeo Santos. Oh, I forgot. Okay, if Amrit was a straight man, Amrit is the top of my list. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. yes. Um. I... Shawl, honestly, I think the shawl is kind of hot. You do love a brown man. <laughs> oh, save that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean you're you're glossing over Summer House too. Oh God, Carl Luke. with the ears. Carl, exactly. Really? Look at Luke. Oh yeah, ears, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Like how he screams out Luke. <laughs> Not Luke. I can't get past Luke's personality. Yeah, I hear you. Carl. 
all the way. Mm-hmm. Carl's matured into a wonderful man as I can see it. I don't know him personally. Carl's- I only know him through the lens of the show. I bet Carl still pisses a bit. Come on now. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Y'all see how much he drinks. Car- not anymore. He's sober. Not anymore. He's sober. Yeah, okay. Yes. Carl is the only one on Summer House that would be on my list. There's no way with Kyle. I don't think Kyle would want to sleep with me, honestly. Like we would not, we would not mesh well together. No. Carl's an, or Kyle's another one who who I can't get past the personality. To you'd like. have to you'd have to like go chase a rainbow, find that end of it, and get the lucky pot of gold to find Kyle. His leprechaun. Yeah. I can't yeah, thank you. Yeah, I he's not a fave, but no woman? Oh. <laughs> That's not really my like. It's not, your vibe. it's not really my vibe, but beautiful women like um, God, half of Potomac, all of Family Karma, Robin, yes, Ka- like. yes, yeah. Robin who? Robin from Potomac. Robin and Juan Dixon are just a beautiful couple. A beautiful couple. What about um? Nobody said Ralph. Ooh, no, Ralph is hot, but he is not great. Yeah, actually, you know what? Ralph grew on me. Ralph really? grew me throughout the show. Now, like, watching the sequences with like their kids and stuff, like he and I endeared, he endeared himself to me a bit. So I became not like Desmond level fan of Ralph, but like hey. I became a bit more <laughs> of a fan of Ralph. Dirt bags are out one. Let's go. Dirt bags are out <laughs> one. The trip to Tampa will always be sketchy. But um, always, I won't ever get over it. I will never get over it. Yeah. I wouldn't even be able to be cool about it. If you just left for days and then I find out however many, whatever later that you were just out, like out of the whole city with no explanation. I, I can, I can't. I'm going to do it now. Try. It's going to be for content. Wow. (laughs) I'm going to do it for the pod. Oh my God. (laughs) No, not team Ralph. Esmond goes to Tampa. (laughs) I'm just going to be broadcasting from a weird location. <laughs> Where are you potting from? The boy beats Tampa. Well, what else is happening in your life this week or in on the interwebs? <sighs> Jack shit in my life, to be honest. I feel like I wish I was cooler, but that's an aside. Uh, I mean, work's good and stuff. My real life, we're, you know, whatever. Uh, in the Bravo world, I saw today that Erica is going to testify against Tom Girardi. So, yes. hold up, what? In a twist of events, who saw that coming? I guess probably most of America. Erica Girardi will be now She's talking out against, against her, husband. her husband, yeah, her soon-to-be ex-husband, because she filed for divorce very conveniently. And now testifying against is a like salacious title right who's to say she may just be a witness that the you know but maybe both the obviously both the defense and um what's the other word prosecution prosecution (laughs) (laughs) will get to um you know examine her and make their case utilizing her as a witness Mm -hmm. but um she will be testifying ain't no fucking way i'm sorry uh if we were married she may have a choice, man. You she always have a choice. You like, always have a choice you, to hold down your partner. Do you, then say, you may, they may come up to, I mean, what, is she going to go to jail? Say if I were to do some dirt or I previously did some crime to come back to haunt me and they try to get Bree to flip, say, hey, you know, did you hear anything or tell me, uh, has he been acting weird lately? 
I expect you to say nothing. Well, they are divorcing, though. Although while I ha- while a small part of me does think that this divorce is really calculated and it, it might be just a way for them to be able to keep some of their money and not so much that they want to be divorced. Um, they are technically not married anymore. So there's not that protection mm. that he has of her being his wife where they can't make her testify. Well, depending you know? on how much time he's facing, she might, she might be uh, the one who needs protection. Yikes. I'm just saying, I, I watch Dateline a lot. I know how these stories go. <laughs> he does. Watch you know keep, what? Keep your mouth shut. I know we're not talking about Rehoboth too much today, <laughs> <laughs> but I got to say, what I saw this past week, weeks, uh, I I am not going to like shame what the woman is maybe going through, but pro- the production, the produced version of this is crocodile ass tears. I feel very little sympathy for what's going on. Like I feel bad ish that I'm sure she's going through some level of heartache and strife and that always sucks. But like the way that she is being produced or she is producing her storyline, I don't know how this is coming about. I do not. It makes you feel very unsympathetic to all the things, all the things, moving her massive clothing collection from her sprawling Pasadena mansion to her like four bedroom townhouse in wherever the hell that is. I'm not sure. But like, uh, yeah, like whenever they were talking about they can both like bite whatever bullet is coming that direction, in my opinion, a little bit. But that's an aside. I'm interested to see what more comes out so we can really i mean i don't know if we'll ever figure it out but it's hard to it's just really crazy and that we get to see it like start to play out on tv is crazier to me it's what reality tv is made for this and you know criminal indictments by the southern district of manhattan or new york yeah that's the other one so well speaking of like legal issues i would be remiss not to um just say that we need to free Britney um, mm-hmm. and not Bill Cosby. Hey, chill. But let's well, not, keep it on Britney. Keep it on. <laughs> <laughs> no, agreed on all fronts. Agreed on all fronts. I watched that documentary on Hulu when it came out a few months ago. And while there had always been like the rumblings about what was going on with her conservatorship and and just the fact that she looked like a trapped person online. Um, I'm glad that we finally have gotten her say in this, like at least like her voice is out there saying all the things that we assumed, but it's so sad. And like, I granted when she was like blowing up, I was, you know, 13 or something, but I don't know. I just feel like complicit almost. I agree. I agree. I watched the same documentary and I felt a bit of a level of filth being a part of that machine that like fed into like some of the things that she was exposed to and the things that reporters would say to her. And she had zero protection by anybody to like shield her against a 16 year old against highly inappropriate questions about her body and like direct questions about her virginity and her breasts, like unimaginable questions that no one should be subjected to. I don't care what level your fame or exposure is. And like 
we just watched that happen. And we thought she was a goddess and just like thought she was the most beautiful thing. And like, that's all we saw, right? Or we ingested her as, and you forget, like there's a human attached and it, yeah. you like, I, I agree. I feel, you feel complicit in yeah. all of it. I have a conspiracy theory. Okay. Hit us hmm. with it. Hot take. So I believe that you guys remember when Brittany quote unquote went crazy and shaved her head and shit like that. Of course. I think that's of when course. Do we whole... remember? <laughs> Do we remember? How, America stopped. Yeah. Like for a moment in time, the world stopped, and all we saw was Britney bashing a window in with an umbrella. Well, I think that is when the, the whole conservatorship started. They said it was due to an involuntary psychiatric evaluation, I believe. And that's how they're able to get the conservatorship started. So if that's the case and it started back then, I really feel like Brittany had a temporary moment of uh, a mental health crisis just for a temporary moment. And the people around her saw that as an opportunity to capture everything that she's worked so hard for. And they've been painting her crazy ever since. So what if that's the case? And for years, she has been trapped in this thing that she's paying for. If 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 that's the case, it's going to be the biggest story in American pop culture history. I agree with all that. I think that's I think that's fully what happened. She was paying her own captors. Like, yeah. basically, she was. And that's a fact. And like the things that came out in her testimony were heartbreaking for any human have to, to have to go to to be like subjected to have to take lithium or else they were going to take your kids away or like to have to tour or you, you would have to pay all these exorbitant fines like and people would hate you and like they would just brutalize her both my nan find like they would brutalize her mentally and objectify her monetarily and like it was and it went on for a decade yeah. and we just are opening our eyes like the world is just now really seeing it for what it is and it was all happening in front of our eyes it's so, so sad yeah well i have one last bravo thing before we go to tea time so i'm hoping that this is a surprise but lp um have you heard anything recently about vicky gunvalson no not, yes not in like the recent history vicky gunvalson's Beyonce, Steve Lodge, he's running for California governor. No. Yes. Against Caitlyn Jenner? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Reality TV has taken over California. Yes. They, what is he running as a Republican or a Democrat or independent? That's such a lovely question. I can't imagine it's not Republican, but... <laughs> Well, you know what I have? The internet. So, uh, same as going to Steve Lodge for CaliforniaGovernor.com. Well, here's what I don't see. Oh, okay. Let me, uh, here's a guess. All right. He says, enough is enough, California. Help me make California, California again. Oh, eat my ass. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. He describes himself as a conservative in his Instagram profile. This is from a People magazine article. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Vote to recall Newsom. Vote Steve Chavez Lodge, governor. Crime is increasing. Safety is being eroded. Our homeless population is out of control, which is true. California's homeless. <laughs> I give him that. That is a fact. 
but I'm no, oh, it's a complex problem. I'm not going to dive into that one, but. Well, I had to tell you that I've literally been holding it since yesterday on the off chance that you wouldn't know today. I had no idea. <laughs> Are you so sad that you can't vote there anymore? Um, that you've moved from the best coast. It is such a complex question as to where I with <laughs> if I would rather be a voter in Georgia or California. But honestly, I'm glad that I do am not faced with such a challenge between him and Caitlyn Jenner for governor this year. Wild, wild. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to get into Roni. We're kind of catching up on the past few weeks and the boy has caught up also. So he's got some thoughts as well. And we will uh, head into tea time next. It's officially tea time. What are we sipping on? A canned beverage. Okay. A literal sip. Okay. Um, I have, you know, this is kind of funny and a little homage to our Bravo boyfriends. I was listening to their latest episode um, today and they were talking about what they're sipping on. And I get very, very jealous because they can get lover boy since they live in New York and they were sipping on some different things. But I think Terrence said that he was like, um, I don't know, like reaching deep into his like old white lady self and he had some white wine. So I too am, am, am a white lady today. <laughs> drinking your wine? I'm drinking some Pinot. <laughs> Pinot Grigio. I, I am quite literally drinking a can. I, a friend of mine works for the company Can, which is a cannabis infused tonic. And they have like a little bit of CBD, a little bit of THC in them, a little, just very little bit. So it's a nice thing to kind of end the day with. I've put it in a fancy glass, so it makes me feel very special. But yes. we'll see. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's delightful. Very nice. Shout out to Can. <laughs> well, what are we um, metaphorically sipping on today? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot what we were here for a second. Anyways, uh, we are sipping on Roni, which... <clears throat> Snaps. I have to give it up to Desmond. This is how I know you've become a fan. Do not begin to try and convince me other ways. On the break, my Boy Meets Bravo listeners, this man showed me and Bree a link to what he told me was Sonia's box, which (laughs) I don't know how you get this information. I don't know what email alerts you're now receiving as a fan of Sonia Morgan and otherwise, but there there is apparently a gift box that you can send that is bath themed, kind of uh, self-care themed, naked themed is another part (laughs) of it. Um, Like gift box that you can send people, $400 a pop. But how did you find this? I'm a fan of Sonya Morgan's box. So as soon as she said (laughs) it was going on sale, (laughs) I signed up so I know when it drops. For clarity, her box is like a FabFitFun box. Because when you say that you're a fan of her box, and I know you as a person. (laughs) 
Just saying, I'm a fan of the box. Okay. But for a hundred bucks, I'm not sure if I'm going to buy it. I still might, but it comes with a candle, 24 karat gold body oil, bath salts, bath, ba- uh, bubble bath, a door hanger, and a hair turban. So I might get it for myself. Who knows? For himself. It looks like anal beads or something. Oh, oh, is it that kind of box? Lit. It might be. Do you see that? Oh, I do see the beads. Oh, well, they're, they're kind of small, so it'll be all right. They are kind. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Windtail's anniversary again? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. There's a quite literally a door hanger that says naked with a Sonia Morgan do not disturb. Which can I just buy that by itself? I do like it. Can I buy that by itself? That's fantastic. That's better than the um the uh what's it called? The toaster oven. I was about to say I thought you were gonna say the anal beads. <laughs> oh god no. So I was watching Watch What Happens Live last night and Sonia and Leo were on there and I didn't realize how much I missed live Watch What Happened Live shows because in the first five minutes, I shit you not, Ramona, or I'm sorry, Sonia had told us, had told the world that she had dated Ryan Serhant, among other things that she insinuated, and she dropped the F-bomb and they had to mute the whole show for like 10 seconds. Oh, yeah, I saw that. What did she drop the F-bomb about? It was about Mario and... It was. Uh, it was they were doing like a Harry Dubin, Mario singer, like, who would you rather? Or who's like... No, it was a... The whole game was like, who's got bigger BDE, big dick energy. Oh, that's right. And they put Harry Dubin and Mario singer up together. And first she faked walking out. And then she came back and said something that made the whole show mute. <laughs> so, God, she's just a gift that keeps I'm, on giving. You texted me earlier and you're like, God, I miss this being a live show. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. But it was like the perfect ending to um, or the perfect follow up to the most recent Roni episode. So um, it was awesome. I love it. Well, it's been a minute since we visited Roni. Um, and it feels like I was so glad to get out of the goddamn Hamptons. I'll say that. It took like so we, long. We were there for a while. There seemed to be this semi pointless storyline of Heather popping on the radar for 15 seconds just so that Heather could yell at her for a little while and then like disappear as quickly as she came. Did not make any sense, but there we go. We were there for what seemed like a million years. Leah and this whole just like roller coaster. I, you know, I do sympathize with anyone that's losing someone that they love and all of that. So she's, she is definitely expressing her emotions in every sense of the word. And but like, un, I will say, I think that she was doing too much over there. She shouldn't. And I, I hate to say this because like her grandmother has passed away and it's not like she can go back in time and change anything. But if you're that, like emotionally distressed. Like, why are you on vacation with these girls? I get that you're on a show, but like, surely there are, you know, some, some loopholes or some, something where she could have gotten a pass that weekend or that week or whatever. Right. 
they'll can't still, imagine. They'll still have to be paid. I know, but Garcelle last season, when it was her first season on Beverly Hills, she didn't go to a lot of stuff because she was working. Like she had other stuff to do. Maybe she doesn't have the same clout as Fancy, but you know. And there may have been like when their contracts were, you know, done, Garcelle may have said, like, I have already these That's obligations, true. you know, so you guys either work around me or not. Fair enough. I just felt very sad that she was so sad and I wanted her to leave because she clearly like didn't really want to be there, you know? Yeah. And then like Lou and Ramona. Uh, we'll get to that. I think I'm I starting have... to feel you on Lou LP. Okay. Yeah. It's about, yeah. Her time's about to be up. We'll discuss that because I am. I agree. I am growing tired of the Lou and the Ramona-ness of just like when you shine a light on it, God damn, does it shine bright. And it's like, it is obnoxious to like tolerate, I feel like in a lot of ways, but anyways. And then, um, you know, <clears throat> Ebony doing her thing, in my opinion, uh, you know, I think doing more work than she should have to do or needs to do, but doing it nonetheless. And uh, um, I think that's a lot of what was going on in this episode. Um and uh, we can talk a little bit about all of that. But um, so I have a question. So I spend a lot of time online because I run the social media account for our podcast. And a big topic of conversation in Bravo Nation recently after the addition of Dr. Tiffany Moon on The Real Housewives of Dallas, after the addition of Crystal Minkoff on Beverly Hills and after Ebony K. Williams joined New York is that a lot of people are saying that like the race talk is too much for housewives or it's like too much for reality TV. What do we, what do we think about this whole idea? You want me to go first? (laughs) I will. I mean, I'm happy to, I think as someone, I mean, I was going to say, as someone who has like experience in the Bravo, you know, the extensive history of Bravo, you know, and, and all that they've put out, it is a brand new topic and it's happening across the board. So I can understand how people feel like, like been kind of like whacked over the head with it to a degree because it's happening on every single franchise, but it's what's happening in the country. I think there's a lot of this like realities to, or people's eyes are need to continue to be opened to like what's going on in the world, different perspectives, different ways of life. I think TV is a medium for which like the human experience is communicated and that should take place in a multitude of ways and from a multitude of perspectives. So yeah, it's a shift. It's a big shift from what has been traditional to the Bravo programming, but it's no different than what's happening in any other media format. And it should be happening, I think. And that's why it's happening. Well, just to play devil's advocate, just me as an outsider, if this were to happen to a show that I like or a series that I like, and it was a topic that I wasn't a fan of or something that I didn't want to touch on in my mindless TV, I could see certain people being upset by it. But the bigger picture is that Bravo was trying to put medicine in the candy the same way Ebony did this episode. So I like it. it we're, they're trying to change uh, their culture 
and I love it. I'm, I'm here for it. I like that, that way that you put it, putting medicine in a candy. Cause like, you're right. Both of you, like what we're seeing on TV right now is what these people are living. And yes, it's different because we didn't have people of color on TV to show how they were living <laughs> before, right. you know? So like, you know, while people online and like, granted, I will say that I see way more of like, um, way more of this is so great that this is actually being shown versus man, why are we talking about race? I want to get away from that when I watch housewives or whatever. Um, I see way more of the former. It's certainly just a reflection of what the people they're putting on TV are, are living every day. And so when right. you put not just white people, rich white ladies on TV, then yeah, it's going to change a little bit. And like, I'm sorry that that makes you feel uncomfortable, but like, imagine, and Ebony has said this a lot, like, you know what, that's great that you can just turn it off or you can just choose not to talk about it today, but I have to live it all the time. So, you know, sorry that you're uncomfortable right this moment, but like, imagine how people of color have to live all the time. And, you know, that's cramping your housewife style than like boohoo. And I know we, we get into this and maybe this is the topic we start with is like, we, as we kind of progress through the episode, it ends with, with Ramona and Ebony having, or Ebony going over to Ramona's house to hang out, have cocktails, have appetizers and just chat and have fun in Ramona's perspective. And that the talk of politics and the talk of uh, Ebony's life experience as a black woman is is not a fun topic for her, right? You know, and like it's not it's not some fun and jazzy. And she quite literally has to remove herself from the room because she feels attacked by Ebony's blackness. Like I asked you, I go, what do you think that she feels so attacked about? And and like kind of sit there and you're like, I think I know exactly. I go, is it her blackness? And you go, yeah. And it's like, but like that, uh, it is insane to watch that kind of unravel. But I think that's the reality also for a lot of people in America. You know what I mean? A lot of white people in America are watching this like mirror of white uh, to their white fragility being shown and it freaks them the hell out. And they're having the same reaction that Ramona's having, where they're like literally clenching their face and being like, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. And like, you know, too bad. This episode, it really, it kind of upset me to see how some of these ladies actually are, Um, especially Ramona, the way she just acted like a kid in the whole situation instead of having an adult conversation with Ebony. But what really set me off the most is that these women, they can do breakfast at Tiffany dates or play dates. Y'all can do fake Burning Man events. But when Ebony hosts her event to try to teach you something, nobody pays attention. So everyone claims to be an ally or they they say they want to learn until they're called out on it. So it, it really just pissed me off. It was frustrating for sure. And the fact that they all like almost uh, like revel in the fact that they don't leave the Upper East Side. Um, Like Ramona walks in and she's like, oh, wow, I've never been down here. I just would never come down here. Oh, no, she cites an Italian restaurant that she's been to in like the Upper East Side, like lower part of of Harlem. So like... 
She's like, look, I've touched your neighborhood, so that matters. And she's like, I'm Googling things, so that makes me woke, which is a step. Like, if you don't know the question, you know, how to ask or how to approach something, the internet is a place to look for it. But like, uh, I liked that she did that because she is. I mean, as much as I like make fun of the rich old white lady situation, she is a rich older white lady. Like she's in her sixties. Right. And so the fact that she did say, and there was a clip that the editors threw in there of um, Ramona and Luann at like lunch or something. And they were talking about, you know, what's wait, what's a microaggression? Oh, I looked that up. It's this and this. So they're having those, or at least on camera, having those conversations that we, we would hope that people have after they've been educated or at least like you know, been exposed to something. Um, and so I was like, oh, that's good that you're looking it up. And then she turns around and like loses her mind because Ebony tries to bring like the most neutral of political topics to the table. Right. Kamala Look, Harris, we now have a female vice president. This has got to be something that as two women, we can at least acknowledge. Right. Of, and we can connect on that. And like she said, I'm looking to understand what your values are. And she's showing her like, she doesn't have any. She shows up to a party, as Desmond says, with zero respect for what De- Ebony's trying to do, fakes whatever vertigo attack that she has, and then like leaves before the dinner's even finished being served. So rude. And well, the ironic thing is she, she was screaming in her personal saying, uh, Ebony, pull the onion back. Like, right. <laughs> what do you think she's trying to do in your apartment? She's trying to talk to you about something that's not superficial. Like, oh, you remember what happened at this last party? No. How about we talk about something fucking real? And that is, unfortunately, I don't think in a relationship a lot of these women generally have. Right. Like, I don't think that they I think they talk about their charities and the their like the things that they're doing on the weekends and their you know the, where their kids are going to go to where they're going to pay for their kids to go to college and like I don't know this sort of like socialite I have no idea what socialites talk about but this is what I'm <laughs> guessing that they talk about but like they're used to that bullshit and they're not like. Like I said, they're holding a mirror up to the bullshit that is their real life, and Ramona can't handle it. But since we're talking about it, it's not always a white thing either. Um, I got introduced to this bougie Tasha character. Um, Bershawn? Yeah. So... You guys, you guys know Tasha from Power. She's just like a bougie version. But she had the nerve to go... Uh, I, I didn't like the way she handled that situation saying, well, you know, I just feel like we're all the same. It's like, this is not what the situation is for. Do you not get what we're trying to do here? Do you, can you not read the room? So I wasn't a fan of her. The yes. case of Bershawn v. Ebony. Yes. <laughs> um, Ebony don't fuck with her. No, she doesn't. So we've got this like mid- <laughs> No, she doesn't. Look we've at those got- eyes the whole time Bershawn is talking. She's like, holding her hands in front of her mouth and being like, woman, you could stop right now and we can enjoy ourselves. Like pay attention to what I'm doing here. See, there's a certain code between black people. Like if you're in a room full of other people of other races, there's a certain code that you have to where certain things just aren't said, or you don't really like go against each other. It's it's just like an unwritten rule and bougie Tasha just didn't get it. Got it. 
we got introduced to this like mid-season newbie, Bershawn Shaw. And she's been talking herself up for the past, I don't know, six episodes or whatever. She's all over social media letting people know that she's going to be on The Real Housewives of New York. Oh, Have you been following Bershawn? No, but she pops up on all the things now because she's always like tweeting about it and posting about it online. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did a little research because I was like, who's this lady? So she is a, she's a business coach, a motivational speaker. Her whole, her big thing really, and this is really great is that she's this two-time cancer survivor. She got like a death sentence of cancer, um, when she was like in her thirties and she beat it and she's now like fully living, you know, um, and that's really the platform from which she's kind of like sprung from to do all of her work now. Um, and she comes in as a friend of Ramona's, which the past episode, it was a little weird. So granted, Sonia had a few drinks in her, but she was losing her mind that Ramona was posting about Bershawn and Ebony and all her black friends now. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so Bershawn comes on as like Ramona's friend. And as Ebony put it in the episode, she comes on as a little all lives mattery in that mm, in that situation, you know, um, which I agree with. And even even through that, I I still think she has peach potential, even after this one episode. I I would not be surprised if she got a full um, like a full contract for next season, even just after like thirty minutes of her on TV. Of, of what? Season of what show? Of New York. Oh no, Mm-mm. she has a season this, of what show? <laughs> you know what we're what we're talking no. about. <laughs> I this is why I think that Ebony's gonna do it. They're going to continue to diversify Housewives. I know it, and she has this very big personality, and she's got an in with Ramona. And yeah, I, but this begs the topic: Should we give Ramona a cushy? seat to sit in with her black friend that she can point to or should Ebony K help in casting a few new cast members and like really spice things up I don't mind us continuing to put the screws in Ramona I think it makes for decent television it's annoying but like it is what it is and again I think maybe it does help tell a story and make people open their eyes a little bit but we shouldn't make her feel more comfortable, I think, in this narrative of that, like, I am doing the thing, like, good for you, do the things that you need to do to become more open to, like, other ways of life. But I don't think she should be necessarily, that should be her, like, golden ticket to fame. I oh, feel you. And I, I would rather have... Ebony brings some of her friends in for sure. I think because Brashawn's here now, I just wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Less, um, less. That's lazy uh, casting in my opinion. Lazy casting. Less Brashawn type, more Ebony type. That's what we need. For sure. Um, I was listening to The Breakfast Club today, um, a favorite morning radio show of ours in our household. And Ebony was a guest on the show today. Um, And she... Anytime Ebony, honestly, y'all, whatever Ebony puts out as far as like content is concerned, you should just consume it. She's so smart and she's so like insightful. And she says things in a way that just like lands correctly for me, um, for anybody listening. And so like, she was just talking a little bit about her season on Roni. We got a little bit of a 
tidbit that contract renewals have not been offered up yet. Like she straight up was like, listen, we're not there yet. Um, and that's really Bravo's first move. Like it's their move first before I do anything. Um, so there is that, but she definitely talked about how like frustrating it was to have to like, kind of like be the teacher all season long. Um, and, but she does say that there's kind of like a, like a, not necessarily a ceasefire, but like a, a coming together moment soon in the season. So it won't be as contentious, hopefully soon. Okay. Well, I was going to say, all I, I can hope for is that like, we get more of that Ebony trying to just meet the women where they'll be willing to meet her. And like, so maybe she doesn't have to feel like such a teacher and she can, you know, connect with them on a human level and it becomes more of a natural connection, you know, but you got to let that happen. Ramona, you got to let that happen. One of the things that Ebony was talking about with Leah was when Leah was pretty much telling her like, listen, just like, don't feel like you have to teach all the time. Like you have to. And Ebony said something that made sense to me. She said, I just feel like if it's not me, then who's going to do it, which is true. Like who, and granted, we don't see, you know, all their friends on TV, but we can probably make an assumption that they're not hanging out with a bunch of people who don't look like them. So you're right. Like who, like, where else are they going to get that from? So there's just like a lot of onus on Ebony, which is unfair, right? which is why they need to bring other, other people on, like make, make me, make these housewives cast look like the cities that they're in. Cause it's not the job of the women of color to teach everybody else about like their plight. That's exhausting. Despite them saying, Hey, I want to learn that too. Yeah. So that, that's just ironic. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, I have so- to imagine. Yeah. I was going to say, I have to imagine. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, I get the, the, I don't, know how else you make people learn but i think it's just more so immersing yourself in other cultures and other ways of life and by simply doing that i think you learn a lot by just like sitting back what listening learning it's kind of as simple as that unfortunately none of these women are willing to do that and ebony said it best she said uh they need a better understanding of our exceptionalism and that's all she was trying to do i love it yeah i love that yep for sure Cause she's not going to like make herself smaller to make them more comfortable. And that makes them uncomfortable. <laughs> it shouldn't be her job to make Ramona know that it's not Madam EJ Walker. Lord, oh my. <laughs> Madam CJ Walker. Hold on. She said that. Yes. Yeah. Cause Ramona was like, listen, I'm really like woke now. And I know that yeah. the first like woman millionaire or whatever was Madam EJ Walker. And Ebony was like, it's CJ. And then Ramona was like, and like lost her mind because she corrected her. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. (laughs) Oh God. I just think Ramona is going to be here forever. Honestly, I think she's going to be an OG of New York forever. Regardless. They got rid of Vicky. They will get rid of Ramona. You know what? You're not wrong. Okay. Fair enough. So I would be curious, here's what the, the tell-all is, is what are the ratings? Are people, have people become more engaged this season because of bringing Ebony in? Is this a storyline that people enjoy? Do they want to hear the continuation of this conversation? And will they add to the cast to make sure that happens? Um, you know, New York has always been, I think, a tentpole sort of um, project for them. And 
I would be curious to see where the numbers land, you know, and I think that dictates a lot of what they do. So for sure. Well, I am regardless excited for the rest of the season and I'm sure Desmond is too. Yeah, I'm ready for some family karma. (laughs) Okay, though, if we have a favorite show in family karma, I'll take that. We're going to get you into Below Deck. I'm curious to see what you think of. I need to know who Bugsy fucking. Oh, it's not Bugsy. Okay. Season. Bugsy's not on the oh, sorry. Damn. Okay. But oh, K- uh, Kiko. Yeah, he's also not on. He's there also anymore. not oh, on. There. We may have him come back because this season's chef has let a brief knee injury get in the way of starting day one. Well, so we could get into Below Deck right now, but I know we don't have time he- for it. He's LeBron or KD, a knee injury stopping you from cooking? It's actually amazing, yeah. Fuck out of here. Yes, these are facts. (laughs) Okay. Captain Sandy's back. Yeah, they're in Croatia. And Bree and I have some mixed feelings on the Captain Sandy Malio duo being back at it again. I will have you watch. Yeah. He's not going to have the backstory, though. You have to know, like, Hannah. And know to love Hannah and know that she got like basically ratted out by a little bitch, bitch ass Malia to like all of a sudden miss. I follow the rules, Captain Sandy. Like, come on. It was a weed pen and a little bit of Xanax. Oh, yes. I've seen that. That shit was crazy. (laughs) So why are they they snitching? It's just a little weed pen, a little little pill. Shit. Yeah. So for her anxiety and to make sure she doesn't blow her top at these assholes that come on the boat. Let her have it. <laughs> Leave Hannah alone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my feelings. So we'll get you in a blow deck. We'll see. We'll make you a Sandy hater too. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm down for game time. We are back for game time. And today we are playing Who Has LP Met? (laughs) This one is ripped straight from the Watch What Happens Live games this week. Um, Literally yesterday. (laughs) Literally last night they played this game with Sonia. Um, Sonia has a storied history. Um, She has apparently dated Prince Albert. She knows john john kennedy as she puts it and robert kennedy jr she um who else did she date like there were so many people she admitted to dating eric clapton last night eric clapton ryan serhant yeah madonna was a regular for her um so she just like was rattling off the big names and some of these i wonder like how many of these she hung out with and was friends with and like chilled with and how many of these people she was just like Breathing the same air as um, Madonna, the the singer Madonna, pop queen Madonna. She yeah. was munching on Madonna's box. Get okay. the fuck out of here. All right, the box, the Sonia box conversation <laughs> is become obsessive. You are <laughs> at this point more than a fan. <laughs> I am surprised Sonia was not included in the top five at the start of this episode. No, that's just crazy. I mean, I said, hey, go Sonia. Uh-huh. She hooked up with Madonna? I don't know. He oh. took that there. Oh, I kind of got that. Yeah, I kind of got that from what you said, too. You went from she was dating people and then you said Madonna. 
Oh, sorry. That was just a train. That was just, that was just a train of thought issue. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I too, for no reason other than like I lived in Los Angeles for a while and I had a job. I have a job that allows me to be in the same room with certain famous people. I have also met or at least been in the same prox- close proximity to a handful of famous people. So I thought we could play this game here and see how many of these people. We have a list for you, Desmond. I think you've got the list pulled up, right? Yeah, so let's do it. There's a list of like roughly 20 or so people. And some of them I have met, others I have met. I'm curious to get your take on who you think from this list. So, who has LP met? met? All right, take a guess. Who do you think from this list LP has met? Okay. Can I just go down the list? Just, just like pick one for now. Oh, pick one. Yeah, she'll say she'll say yes or no. Okay, Uh, Kanye. I feel like you bumped into Kanye. I have, and not only have I, I was in the same room he yelled at me one time oh, okay <laughs> yeah not directly it was not me specifically that he was yelling at it was just me as a a person standing there that he was yelling at this was part of um a rehearsal for an award show that i was a, a part of or working at and he was very particular about his rehearsals and um, wanted everyone in the room to be standing in a particular place. And I was not because I had no reason to listen and like be there really, except for just like I'd popped in from while I was walking to the bathroom. And then he told me to move and I (laughs) left. (laughs) So that was that. I knew it. I knew it. I feel like you have that. I got yelled by Kanye or around you. I got yelled at by Kanye. Okay. Um, I feel like you have met DJ James Kennedy. Facts. I have met DJ James Kennedy. Mm, fire. He he asked to bum a cigarette off of uh, me and a friend, or it wasn't me, I don't smoke, but off of a friend when we were in LA. And when she offered it to him, he not only tried to take the one, he tried to take two. He thought he was trying to be all slick about it, but he wasn't. And she told him no. She did tell him no. She was like, excuse me? Just like you asked for no. I mean, like if you had asked for two, it'd be a different conversation. Uh this next one, I feel like simply because of where we all attended college and the nightlife in Atlanta. I feel like you've had to bump into Charles Barkley. I did, but that was in an airport in New York. Mm. And we reminisced about our time at Auburn together. It was a very happy moment. That's adorable. That's <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so cute. Um, ooh, okay, now we're getting down to some ones that I'd really be starstruck if you met. Um, let's go Ariana. Have you met my girl? Have you met Ari? Okay, so I haven't met her, but I have been in the same restaurant as her. Oh, how did the, how did the air taste? <laughs> <laughs> she was, I, this was way back in the day. And I think this was before she was like Ariana Grande, but I was at the restaurant with my sister and we were trying to figure out like why the waiters were freaking out. And the manager was like heard the server and like treating her like, you know, she was the next coming. And um, it took us almost two years to realize that it was Ariana Grande. So um, yes and no. I met her when she, before she was what? Mm. I think she was still on Nickelodeon. She was eating with a very older man. I have to assume he was like a manager or something. 
And then, yeah. Let's hope. Yeah, right. Um, okay, so no. Oh, did I get that or no? Um, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, fire. Um, I feel like you have come in contact with Ludacris. Ludacris. I have not. I have not. Really? That one I have not. I know. I okay. wish. AKA Chris Bridges. I wish. Uh, but I have never met Ludacris. Okay. Um, I would like to interject and ask and 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 ask about one that I know is true, but I've got to hear the story again because it's one of my favorite stories of all time. Okay. Chevy Chase. Fuck out of here. I have. <laughs> I oh, have. I got to hear this. This is uh, one of those situations where like you knew exactly where you were when you heard that this happened. And for me, I was in a summer class in college it was like a computer class. My professor was at the front of the room and I had, I was in front of a computer, not paying attention, talking to LP on like Facebook messenger or something. And she was telling me the story and I was crying tears streaming down my face, laughing. Cause I couldn't laugh out loud. I was just silently cr- laughing. So tell me about this and you can. Yeah. I remember we were Facebook messaging. I was, it was the next day while I was in. Inter- so I, uh, many moons ago, interned on Capitol Hill and um, they have these like receptions regularly, like different associations, different lobbying groups, different whatever. They have nightly receptions, open bars, bunch of food, all game it. There was one that was taking place at like the Arboretum or something in D.C., um, I had just learned what white wine was, but was not yet experienced with it and had a lot of it. Um, somewhere, someone I was with that in the group that I was in heard that Chevy Chase was here or there. And I was beyond thrilled as one is and um, was walking to the bathroom and decided that I would, instead of walking directly to the bathroom, kind of take a brief you know, right turn and walk right through a group of people that Chevy Chase was talking to, grab his hand, say, hi, Chevy Chase, damn good to meet you, and keep on walking <laughs> to the bathroom. Um, there were a lot of other reasons that my dad didn't talk to me for three days after that night, but that was probably his favorite reason. I just could see all of it as you were telling it to me. And I rem- I will never forget this. I had a hat on and I kept just pulling the bill of the hat closer down my face because I knew that I couldn't like hide my face and my reaction to what was happening. <sighs> Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase, man. Chevy Chase. I wish I had had my wits more about me to maybe wait for him to disengage with the people he was speaking to before I approached him. But and maybe even not said my full name so that like <laughs> there was no trace of me. But I bet he went home and was like, you will not believe this, this intern. <laughs> I believe a thousand people walk up to him a day and throw their hand sure. in his hand. Sure. And, you know, but I was one of them. You have some cojones. She does. I was wiggity, wiggity wasted. <laughs> All right, let's do a couple more. Take a couple more guesses. Oh, sure. Yes. I had to. In a grocery store. I, the biggest regret that I had from running into Usher, we were the only ones in the grocery store, quite literally, was not turning around and saying, I made a joke and his girlfriend laughed and that was kind of like fun. But 
I wish I had said peace up, a town down and like <laughs> just walked out and I did it. That one was a missed moment and I hated it. Oh. So Asher, if you're out there, know that it still lives with me. And that's what I want is a peace up, a town down moment. Goodbye. Forever. Forever. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Um, you know, I have a feeling that you have been hit on by Tay Diggs. Kind of. I can't tell if he was hitting on me or not. Um, yeah, we were, it was backstage at the ESPYs. Um, I was like kind of lost and he, like, I was standing there waiting for a few people and he just approached me and said, hello. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know this one's not on the list, but another one that hit on me that like blew my mind. Draco Malfoy. How is that not on the list? Yeah, Ooh. I don't know. It didn't occur to me until just now. If it was yeah. Neville, I would feel like way. I would lose my. I, I would. We would have a different story because I would have told you there. There would have been true. more than Neville Longbottom hit on me. There'd be like, I'm. We are having children and like <laughs> <laughs> we are setting up a life together. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, but I. He came over and complimented me on my dress and stroked my arm. Okay. Mm, he was trying to slither in some, huh? <laughs> I'm so proud. I am so proud. I'm so proud. Genius. I played it off very uncoolly because as soon as he walked by me, not even three seconds later, I go, oh my God, Draco Malfoy. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Okay, let's do one more off of this list. Who do you think LP has met? (laughs) Uh, You know what? I feel like Needy. Have not. Have not met Needy. Damn, okay, we can't end on that. Um, Dolly Parton. Have met Dolly Parton. Boom. A gem of an individual. This is one of the sweetest human beings that I think ever existed. She genuinely, like, walks around, care, like, has no reason to talk to anybody, but just, like, strikes up a conversation with anybody she's standing next to and asks them what they're doing, what their job is on set. Like, is genuine, genuinely interested in people and, like... That is is just a sweetheart among sweethearts. So, like anything you ever hear about Dolly Parton in that regard, in my opinion, in my experience, one hundred percent true. You know, I've heard that she's a big philanthropist. Yes, she gives a lot of money. She grew up in the eastern part of Tennessee and like the Smoky Mountains, and she gives a lot of money back to that region. Like she's opened libraries. She's very philanthropic to the area around Dollywood. I mean, that's why she wanted to open Dollywood was to bring jobs to like the area that she is from because there was no real industry there. So she wanted to create an industry. That is a way you use your platform. Yep, for sure. For sure. Shout out to Dolly. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, this was fun. I love, I do know that I have always loved all of the stories that LP just happens to experience oh, in bet. life. And it helps that she has a type of personality to like enjoy those experiences. Like if it were me, I would just be like in a corner texting you about it. But she gets out there, which I thank you (laughs) no i well like i said i had a i have a i've had a career that has allowed me some interesting experiences and to just 
be in the same room with, you know, I don't know. It doesn't make me cool. It doesn't make them cool, but people that other people know their names. So um, when it comes to me and Sonia being able to like go tip for tap or who we're breathing the same air with, let's talk, girl. <laughs> yes. Uh, Actually, Sonia's way cooler than me. Way, way cooler. Oh my God. If, we, if only, if only. Well, another week of Bravo under our belts. I'm proud of us for making it to episode 20. Um, I know that Bravo never ends. So uh, <laughs> please know, Desmond, that you will just continue to watch all the things. Andy has to take it off at some point. Come on, man. I don't no. know. If that's true. <laughs> don't think that's happening. I just don't know if that's true. Um, but in the meantime, y'all, if you haven't already connected with us on Instagram and Twitter, we are at Boy Meets Bravo and we'll throw a link um in the show notes to our social media pages so you can get to us there and we're also a creative geniuses network podcast so hit up creativegeniusesnetwork.com or find them at creative geniuses network and we will see you soon bravo con (gasps) fingers crossed fingers crossed fingers crossed all right can we knock on something i've got wood right here all right knock on it knock on it all right bye y'all Night. <laughs>